The Last Word with Matt Cooper. In Tech Thursday last week, we had a great chat with Andy O'Donoghue and Barry Lund from Provisio about safety, technological <coughs> developments to try and avoid road collisions and fatalities and injuries. But we didn't get to go through everything. So, Andy, you have a few more things to tell us about. First of all, tell us about smart traffic management and the use of AI for that. So this is because of the availability of AI, Matt. <clears throat> there is an increasing kind of global effort to use more AI in smart traffic management. And smart traffic's been around for a while. That's the thing that, you know, kind of counts the number of cars and then turns the traffic lights green or red when traffic increases or decreases. However, <clears throat> a number of cities... Sorry, that's more complicated than it sounds, isn't it? Because you can do that at a particular junction, but it's the knock-on effects on the traffic and all the other junctions going for miles that has to be factored into as well. Exactly. And so that was why it was quite difficult to do. And it could be done in a rudimentary way. And, you know, just turning a light red, which is quite common, say, outside schools. But uh, Singapore, Barcelona, San Francisco have started using smart traffic management systems primarily aimed to alleviate congestion. And that's exactly what you're talking about. And and so companies like IBM and Cisco, kind of really heavy-duty tech firms, are now trying to work on and specifically reducing travel time, fewer traffic jams, and reducing the number of accidents on the road and they are doing really well on this and over the la- over the next five years as we get more car to car communication of course cars will be able to tell these systems where they are how fast they're going and perhaps even how many people on board so it allows you to manage traffic really well Yeah but that's all fine and well for the things that you expect on the roads like the cars and buses and trucks and bicycles but what about the unexpected things particularly people walking out onto streets are things coming around corners that can't be seen. Well, <clears throat> that, that's a good point. And so one of the things about this is smartphones may play a part in this, but also sensors. And as we spoke last week about um, Barry Lund's company and their, um, their radar that sees around corners, you have this combination of technologies that will allow these kind of systems. Now, it will take a while, but... Um, it really is, you know, as cities, and we've seen in, in this country over the last year or two, the increase in traffic is ferocious. And as, you know, with so many people on the road, this is why these cities are working on this. And particularly in Singapore and Barcelona, they've done exceptional work and also been tested in New York where the traffic traffic is dreadful. Okay. Now tell us about electric roads. So this is, this steps on from this in a way. And so by 2035, the EU have directed that all cars sold in the EU will must have zero CO2 emissions. The problem with this is that infrastructure will be a tremendous challenge for every country in the EU. So it means we're going to need lots of chargers everywhere. However, Sweden are at the forefront of a movement and they are trying to develop electrified roads. What and, does that mean? And they, 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 A couple of years ago they did a temporary road and so what they are doing is it's going to have a charging lane on a highway. And this is earmarked for um, a quite a busy uh, part of Sweden in between Stockholm, Gothenburg and Malmö and they're going to they have a choice of a few mechanisms and they haven't decided on the tender for this yet but basically it means a cable over the road so that will suit trucks or a rail like a train or a monorail under the uh under the car that charges you or even kind of in a st- 
style of inductive charging, um, which charges the coil and transfers it to the battery. It's ingenious, and they're setting this up. I think the first one is going to be uh, a few kilometres. They have a plan to do thousands of kilometres of electrified road by 2035, and they've done a lot of research, and Matt, the research is fascinating because what they found with the driving habits of over 400 people is that they can reduce the size of a battery by 70% in a car that travels on electric roads. And that's using a combination of home and charge as you drive. And if you reduce the size of a battery by 70%, that is roughly, in this country, that would reduce the cost of the car by €10,000 and in turn makes them more affordable and gets us towards that net zero target that we are looking for, part of which um, these EVs will help with. Okay. Uh, more practical perhaps than immediate. Tell, tell us about the improvements in tyre pressure monitoring systems. So there are a lot. When we talk about car safety, one of the really important things that um, motoring experts will tell you is tyre pressure is really important. A, because um, blowouts, um, badly inflated tyres can cause accidents but they also, properly inflated tyres help enormously with fuel efficiency and if you have a really fancy car you can get uh, what's called a TPMS a tyre pressure monitoring system built into the car but you can add these for between 50 and 100 euros and when you buy one essentially what you get is you get this uh, four valve caps that screw onto your tyres and they connect wirelessly to a little device that fits in your car can be powered from the cigarette lighter or by solar and it monitors your tyre pressure and they use vibration sensitivity to detect when the car starts and as you start driving they monitor your tyre pressure. Ingenious and great value. Okay, then tell me a little bit about well, you still believe in dash cams, do you? I do. As a safety issue. Uh, 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 absolutely. Dash cams increasingly useful. And for anyone, you know, you can buy dash cams from the likes of Garmin or Next, Fate, Next Base. And, you know, they start at 30 euros. They go up to about 200 euros, but well worth having. Um, however, one of the things that I'm really uh, interested in that I've seen lots of them being sold recently are head-up displays or hoods as they're called and they're not that expensive and again they're the kind of thing that we were used to seeing in luxury cars but you can buy these head-up displays that fit in your car and they're like a tiny little box that goes between the window and the dash and they project your traffic information but if you buy a fancy one it plugs into the ODB port on your car and in turn that gets you all of your car data so you get speed but you also get um, engine performance and you can project that onto your screen why is this a safety device? because it means you don't need to look away you don't need to look down at the dash either to check your speed or other indicators and they're really, they're, they're really easy to add you can fit them in about 10 minutes I got to leave it there. Thank you very much, Andy O'Donoghue, for joining us for Tech Thursday. We'll see you again next week. The last word with Matt Cooper. Weekdays from 4 30.